Welcome to Attenuation, a weekly podcast where two friends come together to drink beer, discuss beer styles and trends, and just generally ruminate on the meaning of life, aka beer. If you enjoy your time with us, we invite you to become a weekly listener and subscribe to the podcast. Without further ado, here is this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to episode 89 of Attenuation, a beer podcast. My name is Jason, and I'm joined by my best friend since 8th grade, Stephen. Hello. Long time no see, sir. Right? <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, what do I say? <laughs> hello works. <laughs> oh, wait, that is what I'm supposed to say, right? Yeah, okay, okay, it's hello. <laughs> That's me at the end. You, That's... you got me there. You got me thinking I was not right. Okay. No, you, you were Ooh. perfect. You shouldn't have doubted yourself. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's been so long. Yeah, it's been so a while. We apologize to our listeners who have been who have cried for the last three or four Mondays. <laughs> and there was no new attenuation of beer podcast episode, but we hope you went back and listened to some others. Yeah, there's a big catalog to choose from. But we're glad to be back. Happy New Year! Welcome to 2023. Yeah, <laughs> you know we're all, we're like almost halfway done with January already. <laughs> it's insane. It really is insane. Time just keeps going faster and faster. I don't like it, Stephen. Yeah, I couldn't believe. Well, I'll talk about this a little bit in uh, story time with Steve, but made sort of a whirlwind trip to California last week. And it was just crazy because that was like I left before the new year and then came back and I was like a week already into the new year. And it's mm-hmm. like, whoa, what the heck? Just goes too fast. So today we're going to do a year in review. So we're going to talk about our regular topics, but then also I think we're both going to pick the five beers that we drank in 2022 that we liked the most. This is like our, uh, what is it? The Spotify wrapped or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, well, we should have done like award categories, maybe next year. But this year it's just going to be our top five. So Yeah, we could do a whole award show. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next year, 2023, we'll do a award show recap. But speaking of our favorite beers, we have to add... Oh, these won't count. This is, these are 2023 beers, so these can't count, Stephen. Nope. But we got to do our favorite segment of the podcast, and that's drinking beer. So the way it works is I introduce my beer, give nose notes, Stephen does the same, and then we cheers and give tasting notes. So I'm super pumped about the beer I have. I got it through Tavor, I think, yeah. And it's Wizard Burial Ground from brewery vivant that i really want to go it's like on my list yeah and they it's like they have a little like chapel and i don't know it just looks like such a cool brewery so i was super excited to like at least be able to try a beer from there even if i haven't gotten to go there yet but i used to live in michigan so it's in they're located in grand rapids michigan which is like an hour from where i used to live so Dang. In some alternative uh, timeline, I still live in Michigan and I drink all this cool beer. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a bourbon barrel-aged quad. And they it's like an annual release. I think they've been doing it since 2010, maybe? So, pretty cool. Solid 93 on Beer Advocate. Yeah, it has good ratings. Wow, it's a lot lighter than I was expecting. It's like a very dark amber orange almost brown Ooh, it smells so good steven now this one is the abv varies by year this one is a strong one it's 14.3 
This is the strongest they've ever brewed. I noticed that, so I'm a little bit spooked by that, but... <laughs> it's what the people want. <laughs> they want stronger beer. Wow, it has a lot of really good flavors on the nose. It's sweet. There's like a very sweet toffee smell. And then I'm getting like a lot of dark fruits, grapes, maybe like plum. There is a smell of... There's a little bit of that boozy smell, but not less than I expected. And a little funk. A little yeast. So, hmm, I think it's going to be very interesting. <laughs> yeah. You don't have a lot of bourbon barrel-aged quality. I know. Like, I, my brain is like, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> so, yeah, I do think that's where the sweetness is coming from. It's that bourbon barrel-aging. So, all right, what are you drinking today, sir? Okay, so today I am pretty excited about my beer as well. This is a beer I picked up at the Jaguar Shark, the Pint House Pizza Jaguar Shark release. Nice. So Jaguar Shark is their annual Imperial Barrel Age Stout release. And then they usually do a few different variants. And then they do what's called the Deep Search series, where they do three or four collaborations with other breweries on uh, barrel Age stouts. So this one is the Jaguar Shark deep search toppling goliath oh perfect that's so, so great is, yeah this is pint house pizza or pint house brewing and toppling goliath collaboration bourbon barrel aged imperial stout 10 and a half percent abv i want to say this is i think it's vanilla coconut and granola i think is the adjuncts interesting adjuncts. granola huh See if there's actually chunks of granola. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. Oh, that is nice and dark. Super, super opaque. Dark. Uh, it's like it poured very, very thick as well. Nice little quarter inch of uh, retaining head. Ooh. Okay. Definitely getting the coconut on the nose. Sweet chocolate, like a like a Mounds bar. Ooh, I like that. Very sweet milk chocolate and coconut. Maybe a touch of almond. Definitely getting a little bit of that, like, sort of cinnamony granola flavor, too. <laughs> oh, man. And just, like, the slightest hint of bourbon. Like, just barely enough to tell that, you know, there was some barrel on this. But, oh, it smells really good. That coconut coming off of it, it's, like, really sweet. Oh. All right, we got to drink these. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Um, my brain, like, doesn't know what to do with this beer. <laughs> <laughs> Because when I first taste it, it's a little bit like you get the bourbon. So it's like very sweet on the entrance, like sweet malt, like caramel. And it has sort of like a dark fruit and bourbon flavor. But then like after the initial entrance, then it like hard takes like a hard right to the quad flavors. Okay. But the there's like still that bourbon barrel influence. So then it's kind of like raisiny, grape, kind of like a little, not really yeasty, but um. It just starts to taste more like a quad. So like, you know, like fig, grape. But then all of a sudden you get like the vanilla a little bit at the end. So it's really strange. It's like the... Quads are weird. Yeah, quads are weird. And then the bourbon barrel aging, I feel like really threw a loop on it. But what I will say is like, it does work. Like after I take like four or five sips, I'm like, oh, okay. Like once I'm tracking, like what's going to happen? Like, oh, this is good. I can see why people like this. And then... It's it is really boozy, but you don't really taste it. At the very end there's a little bit of like a flash of like ethanol maybe, like that gas like <laughs> like what comes off gasoline. I don't know how to describe that. Yeah. But then it's like 
gone pretty quickly. So it's good. Yeah, definitely thumbs up. Awesome. How is yours? <laughs> it's, it's really good. Okay. Oh, <laughs> it's so good. So like I I told you while we were um, tasting, like I think this would be too sweet for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because it is pretty cloyingly sweet, but it's just like ripples of vanilla, coconut, and chocolate, like over and over and over again, and they're all sweet. <laughs> it's like ice cream. Nice. And it's even in the mouth feel. It's like thick, sort of like syrupy in a way. Like it's just very okay. Like coat coats the whole inside of your mouth. Sweet coconut sugar. <laughs> nice. But uh. Yeah, and then, you know, there's there are some nice subtleties to it. Like, all that sweetness is balanced definitely with a little bit of, of the malt bill, the, like, roasted coffee undertones from the roasted malts. Definitely a little bit of booze heat towards the end, just sort of a flash. But, man, it's just, like, this is a dessert in a glass, and it's so good. No, it's awesome. And, and I just love, it's just too breweries that yeah. i love so much coming together and well love i love that this. yeah i was so excited when i heard that they did one with um toppling goliath because i know that's like one of your favorites well it's funny because months before this i was in pint house and i had my toppling goliath sweatshirt on and when i went up to the bar the guy was like oh do you like them and i was like oh yeah I'm, i love this brewery and they're like and they said, oh, we're doing a collaboration with them. Look out for it in the next few months. And I just kind of like, I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then sort of forgot about it. Yeah, you like filed that away. So I was like, oh, it was the Jaguar Shark collaboration. <laughs> that's amazing. So That's awesome. Very, very excited. All right, cool. Double thumbs Two up. Two thumbs day. up. Yeah. Yep. That's a good, that means we're going to, we're off to a good start. All right, so next we have Postscripts, Beer News, and Storytime with Steve. Postscripts is where we fix things from previous episode. And then beer news and story time with Steve are self-explanatory. Do we have any postscripts? I don't think so. If we do, it's I've so long, long ago. Long forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're. I'm hereby declaring that we're wiping the postscript log clean. Yeah, start fresh. We're starting fresh. We're all caught up. resolution. <laughs> the checklist is wiped. You know, that's like. Um, do you know those jokes about like getting to? I don't know if you get a lot of emails at work. I get so many emails at work, but they always talk about like inbox zero, like getting your inbox like okay. organized and down to like zero emails. Uh-huh. And there's always like a joke of like, well, there's two ways you could do it. You could do it the right way, like where you read and organize all your emails, or you could just like select all and just delete. <laughs> that's what <laughs> that's what we're doing with the. Yeah. If there's any postscripts, we're just select all, deleting them. Sorry, we're just gonna leave those questions unanswered forever. <laughs> i do have like fantasies about doing that at work like it would just feel so good to select every email i had just delete all of them start fresh it would not go well for my career but it would be really fun for like a day (laughs) (laughs) look at that inbox looking so nice it's empty (sighs) so anyways so fired so now yeah (laughs) (laughs) my my, you know that's not the only thing that's gonna be empty um so yeah so that's so no postscripts but we do have a beer news that's when we discovered it it really hit close to both of our hearts yeah i'll do this quick one real before we get into that one yeah i was just reading like just yesterday i think avery the two breweries avery which is from colorado and founders from michigan they are sort of officially owned now uh, majority stake into sort of one beverage company called mashu 
Mahu, I think it's for, it's actually based out of Madrid, and they have some imports and stuff they do. But yeah, it's just kind of one of those weird new age ownership changes and conglomerate, you know, merging of breweries that like doesn't really make that much difference in terms of the breweries doing what they are they've already been doing. Gotcha. So I just thought it was interesting. We're seeing a lot of that now. Yep. And it's almost like news, but not news. Uh huh. It's the way things are. Because it's just, yeah, yeah, it's just the way things are. So I thought that was interesting. But now let's get into the real good one the juicy one. Yeah. So we have to give credit because we're going to cite a lot from an article on Good Beer Hunting about New Belgium changing flat tires recipe i live for good beer hunting by the way okay i haven't read i'll plug them again i don't know if i've read much from them but i'll i'll add them to my favorites and see what they post they're like light years ahead of me in terms of beer knowledge and so it's just interesting to read some of the stuff they post some of it's super weird and super out there but but yeah this is a good article and this is by kate bernat so good job kate you wrote a really good article we liked it <laughs> but it made us sad i don't know if it made you sad too made me very sad actually <laughs> but i mean the bottom line is that fat tire sales have been really in steady decline and then what i didn't know is they actually talked about i guess they've done it a couple times but they've been retooling the recipe because you know it's basically the flagship beer of new belgium and like we went we visited this year and yeah. i don't know there's just so much about like the bikes and it's the bikes with the fat tire mm-hmm. it was like his experience when he was in the country riding that bike and then like i don't know it's like it's it's all the romantic yeah, yeah it's, it's the romantic, romantic story. story of the beer and or it's the romantic story of the brewery is this beer yeah well and not only not only that but the, the romantic story of like my craft beer experience new belgium fat tire was one of those like gateway beers for me yeah along the way that introduced me to the amber ale style introduced me to different types of beer it's an og mm-hmm. craft beer and so when they talk about retooling the recipe like i get that that happens but this is like a big one this well, this time it's and specifically one. the retooling it to like quote unquote make it more drinkable which basically just like means amber ale. make it lamer <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's i don't i that i don't get also like amber i don't know a more drinkable fat tire fat tire is very drinkable well, and the weird thing about it too is that and they do a good job of talking about this in the article but they New Belgium's doing excellent as far as like beer sales overall because they have their Voodoo Ranger line and that is selling exceptionally well in retail Killing stores. Killing it. Yeah. It says they're up 30% in 2022 retail sales while craft beer as a general category is down 7.9%. So like when everything is going down, they're going like up by one third of sales which is that's really incredible it's they're basically swimming upstream with voodoo ranger so i will say i recently had the juicy haze yeah and it's a pretty legit keep in your beer fridge all the time yeah hazy ipa i'll go to yeah yeah i do kind of have to give her credit or something that you would like for a party keep on you know like it's just a good one to have in your fridge all the time so it's a little strange like i don't know if it was up to me and steven we we're like uh idealists at heart it's like well <laughs> we're making tons of money off voodoo ranger do we have to tweak like our romantic yeah, like, can't beer you just 
make less just make of it. less like, of it make your production of fat tire meet the demand yeah and the day one of the days you usually make fat tire just make more voodoo ranger <laughs> yeah seems weird but i don't know we don't own big businesses so maybe we don't yeah <laughs> that's what i would do if I was somebody this is like oh my god these, these guys are idiots <laughs> yeah it doesn't work like that <laughs> well it works like that for us so but yeah but then it was kind of interesting because reading the article i didn't realize they actually they made a couple of changes they talked about so it's been brewed since 1991 so it has quite a history yeah. but it's gone through two refreshes the first one is was in 2017 they swapped amber ale on the beer's packaging for belgian style ale which is interesting very yeah i like it's like it's so funny because it ties back to so many of our um previous episodes where we always talk about like you can call anything anything you want as long as you say style (laughs) yeah well what's even funnier with this is like belgian style ale like there's so many different belgian styles you know what i mean that's such a broad way to describe the beer and I wouldn't think that that would be a more marketable. Strategy. I don't think it was because then in 2019 they changed the packaging <laughs> he again. He went back to amber. <laughs> they put amber ale back on. Yeah, I just that doesn't seem more like. And you're not casting a wider net by saying this is a Belgian style ale. I feel like more people would be like, "What is that?" Yeah. So I don't know. We had a lot of thoughts and feelings about it, and one of the feelings that makes me sad is like, what's probably true is that people's tastes are just changing, and I don't know people this isn't like the hotness anymore or it's not like the gateway beer maybe there's there's other beers that are being the gateway beers now for people but i don't know it was definitely the gateway beer for i think you and i definitely had a stage where i was like obsessed with fat tire so to hear it's changing just makes me sad yeah i i'm very much sort of the old man yelling get off my Uh on this one right now because i just hate i I hate when good things change Mm -hmm. for i don't know for no reason you know the homer simpson you know it's, there's like that <laughs> where he's yelling at the clouds uh yeah, grandpa, yeah. grandpa simpson is yelling at the clouds yeah, yeah. yeah old man yeah. yells at clouds we're both having an old man yelling at clouds moment yeah but i just don't like change <laughs> yeah <laughs> well so. you know and there's like historically there aren't a lot of good recipe changes when it comes to beers in fact there was a conversation recently on Instagram about this very same thing. What recipe change like ruined your mm. favorite beer? And it was I was surprised to see how many. Uh, Can I guess? Yeah, you know. Was it the <laughs> uh, the agave nectar? What yeah, is it? Ultra-vase. The ultra-vase. Ultra-vase. Yeah, ultra base. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. That was mine. But it was surprising to see how many other examples were okay. in the comments. Were there you other know, people saying Otraface? Uh, a few people. Okay, yeah. nice. Yeah, for sure. It your, always comes up. Your brothers and sisters. <laughs> yeah, I know. I should reach out to those people individually and be like, I love you. I don't know you, but I love you. <laughs> I'm actually one of them. I loved the original Otraface. Yeah, so there's just not a lot of good recipe retools examples of that and i just i worry that sometimes i worry about these sort of these types of business decisions where it's like sometimes the business is trying to jump at get ahead of something but they don't really need to get ahead of Mm -hmm. you know like i think the people that appreciate fat tire always appreciate fat tire Mm -hmm. and i don't i don't i don't i don't feel like you're gonna capture i mean you could just create a new beer 
a new lighter golden ale or something marketed as something new yeah. and your sales would probably be better than they would by just retooling it fat tire. yeah again it's get like people who actually like fat tire they're gonna get it drink it and be like this isn't the fat tire I remember yeah you're burning a bridge with all like your regular yeah. drinkers um yeah. so i don't know obviously we don't run a brewery but yeah it just i seems, wish somebody would listen to us <laughs> i know it just seems like leave it alone and yeah i like what you said like or spin off like a fat tire light or I don't know. Well, don't call it light because yeah. that sounds like diet. But like, I don't know, fat tire or something else and like spin it off but keep the original recipe. Because I do think like, yeah, you are like, now the next time I drink fat tire, well, I've already kind of like pre-self-suggested to myself to not like it. But yeah, I'll always have that like question in the back of my mind like, wait, this isn't the thing I liked before. So I don't know. Anyways, it is what it is. All right. So, yeah. We'll move on to story time with Steve, despite the sadness we feel about the <laughs> death of Fat Tire. Yeah. Rest in peace. <laughs> We're watching the death of Fat Tire yeah. live. So story time with Steve, I just wanted to talk about, because I love this place. It's my favorite place in the whole wide world. I just feel like a different person when I'm there. <laughs> it's your uh, happy place. Yeah. It's uh, Russian River, the Windsor facility. I just love that place. So we were in California last week, and on New Year's Day, the weather, we finally got a break in the weather because it has been raining, like, nonstop for weeks and weeks over there in California, as you may, as you know. We're getting a lot well. of weather. As you know more than I do. <laughs> yeah. But it was very rainy for this week, but we did have a break in that weather on New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. And so me and the wife and kids all went over to the coast to um go to the beach but on our way we went to russian river uh and had lunch and it was pretty cool because we got there like right at 11 we were like literally the first ones walking in as they opened up and it's just so beautiful the food is just so freaking delicious and of course the beer is amazing and i just beer just hits different there it just hits different it's so good so i drink a really good ipa um everything they make is amazing but then i i drank a uh intinction sauvignon blanc oh, nice which, which won silver i think at the great american beer festival this last year so it was really cool to be able to drink that because we didn't even get anything from russian river when we were at the beer festival <laughs> yeah um we thought we were too good for the line and then when there was no line we tried to go and realized oh no they kicked everything <laughs> yep it was all done yeah but oh it was so good everything in tinction everything they make it in that uh cool ship that wild fermented stuff is just so on point so delicious so it was just a really fun experience we didn't spend a whole lot of time there but uh it's really cool they they have sort of right in the middle of their dining area. They have what's called their, oh, I can't remember what they call it. Some sort of mini brewery or trial brewery. Anyway, it's like their small brewery right in the middle of the dining area where they just do like experimental stuff. Okay, yeah. Whatever, like trial runs of stuff. Well, just recently they installed a big mirror over the fermenter. Really? So you can... So you can look down, so you can look at the mirror and see what's going on in the fermentation tank. That's so, so cool. Because, you know, they have the open top fermenters. Yeah, I do. There. I love that place. So anyway, just super obsessed with all that. And uh, I just love every second that I get to be there. And actually, what's funny is like, as soon as I got back home. So I don't know if you remember, last year, they delayed the Pliny the Younger release. 
Yes, to I remember March. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember why exactly. I think it, they were just maybe it was COVID related. I, don't, I can't remember what it was, but they pushed it back to yeah, March. Yeah, I don't recall. So they've decided to permanently change it oh, to March. Oh, really? So yeah, it will not be. It used to be the first week of February, and now it's going to be sort of late March. Actually, but, I don't mind that change. Yeah, and the, what they realized is the weather was so nice. That's what I was going to say. It's going to be way nicer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't you just do it yeah. when the weather's nice? Especially at the Windsor facility, they have a huge outdoor area. That they've mm-hmm. been kind of remodeling for a while. Okay. And now it's like, I think it's ready to open. So it's like, why not use all that space? Now you can get more people in drinking plenty younger yeah. and faster. What a silver lining. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? So, like, oh wait, this uh, is better. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so soon after I got back to Texas, um, I saw on Instagram that they were like starting to brew it. <laughs> I saw the same thing. It was Vinny like standing by the. Was it Vinny that, standing by like the open fermenter, fermenter and all the thought, foams coming out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, so excited. So cool. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever just think about? Well, I don't know if you do this a lot, but I always think about things I would do if I was independently wealthy. And one of them is be, just it'd like be me in that picture. <laughs> No, I would just, like, go buy a house in Windsor and just, like, go work at... I wouldn't need money anymore, but I would just go work at um, yeah Russian River and just be, like, super... I would, like, do the tours and just, like, nerd out to the next level. Yeah. It'd be really fun. Have a huge beer get. Oh, yeah. I'm rich, right? It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, why do you work here? <laughs> like, I love the beer, okay? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah, I'm jealous that you got to go there. It's one of the, it's like, I should really go more often because I live so close, but I take it for granted. I will say, man, just going to the grocery store and getting Pliny the Younger that easily. Is, oh, that's something I'm totally desensitized to. It's almost nauseating for me. And it's wild here in <laughs> California because like when I go to my like specialty grocery store, they have like the main beer aisle, but then they just have like an end cap that's literally just Russian River. So it's like a hundred bottles of Pliny and they're fresh. So can I just say too, like this is <laughs> contrasting a few years ago when I was there. Oh, they didn't have before that at all. I moved. It was like you were just lucky to go. You in couldn't there get them, and maybe get, mm-hmm. and maybe like they would have a spot for it. All the employees would there. buy. All the employees would just buy them before they even got to the shelf too. Yeah, but they once they opened the Windsor facility yeah. and got the production up and running there. Um, it's a game changer. It's so much easier to get. Yep. And it's, I just bought one and took it back to the hotel <laughs> drank it. I actually walked into the hotel and was like, asked the front desk, like, hey, do you have anything that will open this? <laughs> <laughs> this is like, oh, yeah. off. Pulled out a bottle opener and yeah. popped it for me. That's um, awesome. Such a good beer. It's such a good beer. It's I incredible just, and I take it completely for granted because I just see yeah. it every time I go to the grocery store like, oh, yeah, there's plenty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I should drink them more often. All right. Well, speaking of beers, we love you guys. Do, or, do you guys? Do you? This uh, 14% is kicking in. Yeah. I see. A lot I see multiple of you. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to do our? You were responsible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to do our top five beers of 2022? I do. Yeah, I'm actually really excited to sort of when I quickly sort of looked back over the beers of this year, I realized how good of a year it's been. It's been a good year. It's been a good beer year. And just honestly, the fact that I feel like I'm way more connected to the beer world. Like, okay. I really feel like I have my finger on the pulse of craft beer yeah. more now. And I mean, so you it's do just, a weekly podcast about beer. Well, that's true. But like, 
I don't know. You know, I I still I still have imposter syndrome. I still feel like I don't know anything about craft beer. So we know more than some, but less than most. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, that's probably true. You're somewhere yeah. in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just nice to feel like my beer knowledge has expanded and my beer tastes have expanded, which has been fun. Which you'll see from this list. Yeah. No, I'm so excited about your. <laughs> Your new obsession with bourbon bur- <laughs> barrel yeah. aged beer. So, all right, yeah, it's like an expensive hobby. It can get expensive, <laughs> but it's still affordable, like relative to wine and stuff like that. So, it's very true. All right, I'll do my first one. This is going to be like a no brainer, incredibly obvious. I'm going to go from most obvious to least obvious. Okay. So, my number one beer of 2022 was <laughs> Heady Topper from the Alchemist. <laughs> Because Steven actually turned me on to this. I didn't even know. He's like, hey, <laughs> did you know there's like a grocery store like in the city next door where you live? Like it's like insane beers. And I was like, no. So he kind of turned me on to this grocery store. And it's very strange. It's just like a convenience store. But they have an incredible beer selection. I don't know where they're getting this stuff. So I started following them on Instagram. And sure enough, they posted on Instagram. This is the once I guess they get it once a year. This is the one time a year we get Heady Topper and Focal Banger. So I was like, all right, I gotta go. So on the way, I've tried to go before work and they were closed because I I start work <laughs> early and they weren't even open yet. And I was like, no, I'm gonna miss it. So I went on the way home from work and thankfully they still had it. So I was super excited to get it. It's on my white whale list and it was incredible. I mean, you can go back a couple episodes. I think I tried it head to head against Pliny. And it was close. So, I, yeah, it's a great beer. It, I don't know. I was so excited to try it. And I, I will definitely try to pick up another four-pack when they get it next year. So, That's awesome. I really, like, had grand plans of going out to Pacific Market yeah. while I was in California. And I, I just never really even got into Sacramento. But Yeah, no, that's understandable. And, yeah, they're cool. I followed them on Instagram, and I just, like, whenever they post, I, like, get so excited because – they just get incredible beers, so I don't know how they're doing it, but it's, it's on the nice way home. Resource. It's on the way home from work, so yeah, yeah, it's awesome. All right, so my first one is uh, a beer that I honestly didn't even know if I was ever gonna drink, or at least for a very long time. But I was able to get Belgian Red from New Glarus. <gasps> That's right. Oh, I'm so jealous and all over again. Easily moved right up into my top ten beers of all time. So I'm so, uh, I'm like. Is it jealousy or envy? I always get those two wrong. I don't know. Whatever <laughs> whatever one I'm supposed to be, I'm seething with that emotion. <laughs> well, we'll call it even Steven since uh, Topper. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a Belgian red convert then? Yes. So That's Wisconsin is making our shortlist then for our next trip. Yeah, I think so. Or even some some sort of Wisconsin, Michigan. I know. We got to do the right thing. next to each other. We got to do the combo. Yeah. That's what I think. I think we got to do it. The flights are going to yeah. be a pain in the butt. But yeah, it's going to be so hard to get. But it'll be worth it. Get Steve. there at the same time. It'll be worth it. Yeah, that would be great. All right, cool. I'm really excited you got to try that because that was like probably the saddest part of our we had a local i think i've told the story before but we had a local beer fest that would get that beer for no reason i don't know why because they only sell it in wisconsin so i don't know why they're like trying to get the word out all the way to california but they would ship a bunch of bottles to this beer fest so they didn't have anyone from the brewery they just have volunteers pour it 
but yeah, I would go back over and over and over again. I would probably drink. They must have had some connection to someone. At yeah, Super someone at Super right. knew them or something, or they were friends. But they would get, you know, they would get a lot of bottles, and I would just get in the line, drink it, and then get oh, back in the would line. Just stand there the I would. Whole... I probably drank That's... like a whole twenty. Well, I don't know what the bottles come in like twenty-two ounces or whatever. <laughs> but eventually, they'd just be like, "Okay, dude, you can just have as much as you want. Just stop getting back in line." But yeah. Okay, so my number two is the fall of umibozu that we had at um from this from bottle logic i guess that i think they made it a couple of years ago but whatever reason they opened they had some bottles of it but i think bottle logic is one of my top it's is my top three favorite breweries so just to be able to try we got to try it at great america beer festival just to be able to try like a super special release from them and it was it lived up to the hype they use some insane coffee that costs like a hundred dollars a pound or something and coffee nerds got nerd coffee nerds got mad that they like even they're wasting it putting it in beer you know so yeah but you know who they collaborated with on that right no i don't know toppling goliath oh of course all roads <laughs> all roads lead to toppling goliath <laughs> so yeah that was really fun to try i didn't even know they were gonna have that it was one of those like where they have all those like releases where they are they have like x amount of bottles that they're going to open at 8 p.m on friday and you have to be there and the line is super long and you're like going through the line and you're feeling all this anxiety that's going to like kick before you get to the front so like i don't know it's just this like it's so exciting and then when you get to the front of the line and there's like still some left and you're like yeah i'm gonna get to try it so it was a little bit of the fomo but then the actual product was you know worth the hype so it was fantastic. It was really good. Panama geisha beans, the most precious beans <laughs> in the world. They're utterly devoid of bitterness. So yep. the varietals, floral aromatics, and delicate flavor notes of honeysuckle, bergamot, peach, and red fruit. So, and there's very, some, very there's some pot. coffee podcast that we've never heard of. And they're like railing about the, the fact that they used that bean to like they like desecrated it by putting it in a beer. beer but you know what we're on the other side of the aisle and we loved it we loved it <laughs> that's awesome well the second one to make my list was we make a uh u-turn back to uh story time with steve russian river pliny the younger 2022 it just was i i just it's so good <laughs> i mean it really is the best hoppy beer i've ever had in my life it's just this amazing dry hoppy ipa with a just beautiful malt backbone that like supports the hoppiness but just in the most beautiful way and then it's ten and a half percent and just knocks you on your butt so quickly but it's just so easy to drink and it's so good it's the perfect beer i i think at this point i have never had anything better applied in the younger and this year was no different so that's your number one like i it like when I think about it, I was like, "Man, that was so ridiculous that I even flew out there." <laughs> <laughs> no, it's awesome. I really flew out there and went, like, you know, because it would be one thing if you would were going with me, but it was just me. Yep, uh, I couldn't but, make it. Man, I'm so glad I did. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll go with you next year. Oh wait, it's in a couple months. Actually, I probably won't. Yeah, I'll, you probably I'll won't. I'll have a brand new baby. <laughs> but uh, in 2024, maybe you'll need a break. <laughs> yeah, maybe my wife will let me out of the house. We'll see. But in 2024, I'm going. We're going. So just something. If you ever have a chance, if you're listening to this podcast, you've never had Planet the Younger. Try to figure out a way to get there. Well, know. and even just going on the tour at the Windsor facility, 
yeah, the brewery itself is worth visiting once in your life. So do it yeah. for the Pliny the Younger release, and then you'll really have the full experience. Because we've been, like, between the two of us, we've been on quite a few brewery tours. Mm-hmm. That Windsor facility is, like, it's on another It's like the masterpiece it's, of beer making. Yeah, it's on another level. Yeah. And it's set up. Like, when they built it, they had tours, like, in mind. So it's, yeah, it's it's really well done. All right, that was your number two. Are we going to my number, number three? Two. Yeah, okay. your number three, yeah. Okay, my number three caught me totally off guard because I didn't even know this beer existed. So that's going to be true of the next three. This is another Green American Beer Festival. And one of Stevens, this brewery is probably in your, like, top five. Well works. Oh, yeah, for sure. It was the Ultra Noche. So, wait, hold on. Let me pull up my data. <laughs> because what I didn't know is they had all these variants and they were pouring them all at the the beer festival. They had four different variants. So I'll make this one my number three too. So we're talking about it at the same time. This is the one they collabed with Other Half, right? Other Half. Yes. Yep. So another like incredible brewery. And actually I had my first I think I had my honorable mention to Other Half. I think I had my first Other Half beer in twenty twenty two. Incredible. Like I I think I would drink any beer that comes out of the other half. But yeah. so you have like two incredibly lauded breweries working together on this one. And this was the one that's this is the vanana ban, sorry, vanilla, banana, and caramel variant. Delicious. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm all in on bananas right now. Right? In my in my beer. There's like some flavor. There's like a very, I think we talked about this before, but there's like a pretty narrow window of adjuncts that work with like bourbon barrel aged stouts. But banana is underrated. People always go coffee. They always go vanilla. They always go coconut. But can we get more banana bourbon barrel aged stouts? Let's go. Banana and cinnamon. (laughs) Yeah. You know, um, Anchorage makes one of their stouts. It's like some ridiculous banana stout with like, I don't know, some crazy Tahitian banana or something. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I'm like obsessed with drinking this stout. But every time, the whole few times I've been able to like maybe get it, I just can't bring myself to bring to pay the like $80 <laughs> for the bottle. You know what? Yeah. No, no shot. So like, I, I don't. probably won't yeah. ever do that. But it's just like, uh, that's how obsessed I am with bananas in my stouts right now because you know what we really got to do steven this is like the bucket list thing because there's no way they sell those for that price if you walked into alaska yeah probably they gotta yeah, be maybe. cheaper I, right I all right we're gonna do some research our next trip is either gonna be the wisconsin michigan dub- <laughs> double tap or we're going to alaska. or we're going to alaska <laughs> and we always like to sneak in really good hikes with our uh, brewery trips if we go to Alaska, imagine the hike we could go on. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's there's a time when there's not snow up there. I know we gotta go like in the one month where it's like warm. Also, the other thing about Alaska, apparently they have a bunch of bald eagles up there, which would be kind of mm. cool to see. That would be cool. But yeah, that's what we gotta do. We gotta go to Alaska and drink all those beers. Cause I'm not paying a hundred dollars a bottle on tap or or like beer shack know, for just, them. We'll just get a flight. Yeah, it's probably cheaper to go there and drink all those beers. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, so Ultra Noche. Yeah, it made it's on my both list our lists. Too, so. Yeah, yeah. So bring it on. I used to be obsessed with like cinnamon because Rusty Nail uses a lot of cinnamon, but I think my 2023 obsession is going to be banana adjuncted bourbon barrel aged stouts. I like it. Okay, my number four is Arctic 
Devil from Midnight Sun Brewing. This was a, I think it's a. Ooh, let me let me get this right. You drank this on the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's an English barley wine. It's very high rated on Beer Advocate as far as English barley wines go. I want to say it was like in the top ten. But this is a style of beer that I really want to. Dr- I think I talked to we. I think we set this goal for 2022 of like. I want to drink more barley wines. And I think I probably yeah. only drink like two the whole year. <laughs> but one of them was this Arctic Devil, and it was so good. So it just kind of caught me off guard, like how much I liked it and how good it was. And it's funny because actually Midnight Sun Brewing is in Anchorage, Alaska. <laughs> but it's not, you know, it's not uh, obviously the brew we've been talking about. So, but it's another, Alaska makes some good beer. That's what I got to say. Hey, that would be a pretty sweet little trifecta. There we go. We got a Midnight Sun. Yeah. Midnight Sun and Anchorage would be there we pretty go. amazing. So yeah, it was good. It caught me off guard. So I'm getting more into like the, they caught me off guard beers. I really like this one. I would 100% get it again. I think I got it on Tavor. Um, but I just want to try, like, another goal for 2023 is, like, just I want to drink more barley wines. It's just a style that I really enjoy. And there's not a lot of them out there, I think, that are, like, I think it's kind of a niche. It's like a niche within a niche. Like, you have to be in a craft beer and then you have to be in a barley wine. So, but, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I want to try them, so I'm going to try to try. Let's go for three or four new barley wines in 2023. That's like a, that's a achievable goal. Yeah. Now, have you had Backwards Bastard or whatever it's called? It's from Founders. No, I haven't. It's not their barley wine. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I have not had a lot to be honest with you. Um, The one I think I like the most, the one I consider like the gateway into barley wine, is Old Foghorn from From Anchor. Yeah, Anchor. I think that okay. I don't think a lot of people like um, Bigfoot from okay. I don't actually like Bigfoot as much. I think if you want to like break into barley wine, just drink old foghorn over and over and over again until you like it. All right. So yeah, that Good was advice. That one caught me off guard and I really liked it and I will keep an eye open. It. I don't know if it's I honestly don't know that much about it if it's like in constant production, but um, I will look for it in the future. All right. Well, my number four is uh, Overripe IPA from Great Notion, which I think you tried, right? I did. I drank it on the podcast. It was fantastic. Yeah. It's in. It definitely gets an honorable mention. That's the IPA with Mangosteen. That and and that was one of those that like sort of creeped up on me, came out of nowhere. I just sort of was like, oh, Great Notion IPA, yeah, probably good, and then it just blew me away. I just loved. The balanced flavors, whatever mango scene tastes like, I guess that's what I was tasting, but it was just so well done. They have a ripe IPA, which I think is like very highly rated from them. It's one of their best IPAs. This was basically that uh, <laughs> a version of that IPA with the mango scene. And I I've said for a long time some of my favorite IPAs are adjuncted IPAs where they take one fruit and add that and kind of accentuate those flavors. So like IPAs with mango, IPAs with blood orange, IPAs with grapefruit. Uh, I usually, I tend to like some of those, not like a milkshake IPA, but just a fruited. Yeah, fruited IPA. Fruiting, fruit adjunct. So um, yeah, this IPA with mangosteen blew me away, sort of out of nowhere and uh, surprised me. So That beer was fantastic. I tried it. So overripe IPA from Great Notion. That's my number four. 
Okay. What's your number five? What's your my number five, which is, is the least expected? Least expected. It's technically, I would say, this is my number one beer I drank in 2022. Okay. It this if I could drink this again, I would drink this overheady topper if I could drink this again, because this has all the romance, and I'm all about romance. So we were <laughs> at the Great American Beer Festival, and we were at the sorry we couldn't be here table, and I eyed something called Assembled Armor. It's a blend of Imperial Stout and barley wine so it's keys into that barley wine theme that have been bourbon barrel aged with sesame seeds sea salt maple syrup and cinnamon and i love cinnamon in a uh, any kind of beer it was so good steven it just blew me out of the water totally i didn't know it existed it caught me totally off guard but the second reason like i'm picking this beer is i got kind of obsessed with it so i started stalking uh, melvin brewing and i emailed them <laughs> Okay. And I basically said, hey, I had this beer at the Wish We Were Here table at the Great American Beer Festival, and it was, like, my favorite beer of the entire festival. Was this a one-off, or is this something that you brew regularly? And they basically said, like, they responded to us, like, within a day, which was super cool. Nice. And they're like, oh, we're so pumped that you liked it. You know, we have it. It's, uh, sorry, they're in Eureka, Missouri. So they're like, if you can get to Missouri, like, we can get it to you. And I'm like, no, I'm in California. So... <laughs> They definitely <laughs> try to like connect me with the beer, but I just they don't distribute out this far. So, okay. Um, but I love that they just kind of reached out and were they were kind of excited and they were like, "No, we like we make it. Like, if you can get to one of our pubs, we can you can buy it." And so, it's awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. So they're like near and dear to my heart now. So that's they're making the shortlist too, Stephen Melvin Brewing in Eureka, Missouri. If you can make it out there. That's amazing. It's really funny because at that time, we sort of split up for a minute. Yeah, um, we did. We were not together. We were sort of trying different beers along this because it was sort of a long table booth thing. And um, we kind of split up for a while and we're trying different things. And so, yeah, it was just fun to see you come back from that <laughs> and talk about it. You were like, this is amazing. To be fair, I was probably quite... <laughs> tipsy at the time but it's just kind of fun like it's the romance well, discovering it's, a beer like that it's the romance in me it's like i didn't know this beer existed before this moment and it's like it's got it's a cross between a stout and a barley wine it's bourbon barrel aged it's got cinnamon in it like this is made for me yeah. i don't know yeah so it was awesome. really fun to discover that that was my number one beer of 2022 and i will try to get i will try to get it again it's it's a white whale that I've experienced, but it's like, a, we need a concept for that. Like a whale that you want to catch again. But So what was right. your number five? I don't know if it's your number one, but I kind of saved my number one for last. Yeah. So this is actually going to be really funny because it sort of summarizes this whole year and this whole sort of transition into <laughs> enjoying barrel aged stouts. Yeah. Just, you know, Jason finally got his wish. And uh, finally corrupted you. And a night to end all dawns. Oh, yes. From Kane Brewing, we drank at the beer festival. It was actually maybe one of the first beers, if not the first beer we drank on the first session. I think we rushed to it. Yeah. So we definitely kind of had a heads up on this beer. Jason, you know, cross references the list <laughs> before we get there. I made our like top 20 beers we want to drink. Yeah. Yeah. And it just so happened that uh, this was on the list and it was sort of one of the first breweries we came across. So 
we tried it and I, I mean i knew i was going to be trying more barrel aged stouts and maybe it was because it was the first one i tried but i sort of that was like ended up being the standard i liked it so much it ended mm-hmm. up being the standard to which i held like every other barrel aged stout that i tried during the festival and only i mean you mentioned the fall of umibozu otra noche those were the two that probably held up the best mm-hmm. but i just kept thinking in my head man i really really liked that the night to end all dawns it was just so good a nice milk chocolatey beer with a nice like coffee roast to it and the bourbon barrel age added complexity but um didn't overwhelm the beer and it just was i don't know i mean it rates very high and i can see why i just um, it was just so good so well and to validate you it was fantastic like <laughs> as a person who's been into bourbon barrel aged stouts only a few more years than you so <laughs> like steven in many ways has surpassed my uh expertise in craft beer but i have drank more bourbon barrel aged stouts than you this one's very good <laughs> <laughs> so you're not wrong when you were like oh it sets the standard like it's 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 fantastic so no it's nice i like it we finally made it it's 2023 and you liked you like bourbon barrel aged stouts so yeah i think i joked before we can just end the podcast but <laughs> i think one of the cool things too about that beer is that it's not heavily adjuncted mm-hmm. it's um just sort of one of those that stands on its own and just sort of thrives off the barrel aging and i think it's barrel aged in four roses barrels i think if not actually i think you're right i could be wrong but which is really cool like we kind of both we both got like a curiosity about bourbon and (laughs) here's a story time with jason i uh i did a lot of purchasing at bevmo for christmas this year okay and i uh got i wanted to get four roses bourbon for people because i i got it for my father and my brother-in-law and i kind of told them the story of like i watched the bourbon documentary that was really interesting and then also black ops ages there that is aged in the four roses bourbon so it's kind of like a cool tie to craft beer and we discovered black ops we both got to try it this year didn't make either of our lists interestingly enough but honorable mention for sure and uh (laughs) but i was gonna get one for myself but they only had two bottles left, so I got <laughs> I bought the two and I gave them both away as Christmas gifts. But I'm gonna ch- I've been checking, like I'm waiting for them to restock. I'm definitely gonna grab a bottle of Four Roses. I they have a bunch of different variants, but I want like a I think they have like a single cask one that's supposed to be like their best one, and I I want to get that just so I can try it because I you know I'm noticing more and more like oh a lot of a lot of these uh, bourbon barrel aged beers use the Four Roses bourbon barrels, so that's kind of a cool connection between the craft beer and the bourbon world. So, one of my other sort of honorable mentions will be—I don't even actually don't even remember the name—but it was from Pint House, and it was the flight of bourbon barrel aged stouts that I got. Uh, but the one that I liked the most was again another one sort of like where there wasn't heavily adjuncted it was just sort of the barrels that had been <laughs> aged in and this one had been raged aged in eagle rare oh, okay. bourbon barrels which mm-hmm. are i think it's buffalo trace and then that's mm. a it's one of the bourbons they make is called eagle rare uh and it was just so ridiculously smooth and delicious and um all the things so anyway that's sort of one of the things that i loved about the 
uh, Night to End All Dawns is that it wasn't it didn't rely on heavy adjuncts. It was just basically a perfectly executed barrel aged stout. There is something pure about that. It's like the cheese pizza. <clears throat> yeah. Exactly. It's like we just took whatever like a uh, good example is like the Fremont Brewing. They just take their um is it called the first nail? Mm-hmm. That's like their stout and then they do a bunch of variants of that. But like if they just bourbon barrel age that with no adjuncts it's like well what does this stout do when we put it in bourbon barrels without adding like vanilla coconut cinnamon coffee like there's something pure about that it's like the it's the vanilla it's sorry the cheese pizza of bourbon barrel aging (laughs) yeah yeah exactly and if you can perfect that cheese pizza then yeah it's like then you can build off that and like imagine what you can make from that so that's super cool well that's quite the year I know we tried so much good stuff this year. I can't believe awesome I tried Heavy Topper. Yeah, you got to do Heavy Topper. You got to do Fundamental Observation, basically side by side with Rusty Nail. Yeah, and and actually get a better idea of, you know, your taste with that. Um, I got opened up to the whole world of uh, the Otra Noche, the Medianoche, Medianoche, yeah, all the Medianoche variants. Yep. Yeah. I discovered uh, Assembled Armor. Yeah, it was a good year. Yeah, your good. love of Weldworks. Oh, grew, Weldworks grew, jumped grew up as big as massively. Mine. I'm like obsessed. Yeah, Weldworks is also on our short list. Like, you've been there, right? I've been there. Oh, so it's less think, exciting for you, but I want to go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, I think next next week I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do a side by side by side with the juicy bits. The double dry hop juicy bits and the extra extra juicy bits. I will be very jealous or, envi- <laughs> or envious. That's our postscript. We're gonna figure out which, yeah. which is the yeah, right word. Out. <laughs> okay, we got a postscript. Nice. We're gonna and we're gonna check it we're out. We're not at postscript zero anymore. We're at postscript one. <laughs> it's been zero days since our last. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing it right now. Jealousy versus envy. It's in. For episode ninety, we're we're clearing it. We're clearing our inbox. It's like um, nauseous versus nauseating. Yeah, I don't know. People use them interchangeably, but technically, there's probably a right word. So yeah. All right, is that an episode, Stephen? That's it. Nice. Wrap All right, we drunk. are back. Twenty twenty. Yeah, we both That's... drink very strong beers. <laughs> so thanks for bearing with us. If you're still here, we love you. <laughs> yeah. Well, just a thank you. For 2022 yeah thanks for uh, listening. welcome to 2023 it's um sorry we took a little bit of a break there but yeah a lot of crazy life things were happening and yes now we're back and there's more crazy life things coming so <laughs> we'll yeah. see we'll see we might take yeah. another little break but yeah hang but with us hang with us if you want to reach out to us we are on instagram at attenuation.podcast and you can also email us at contact.attenuation.gmail.com This was episode 89 of Attenuation, a beer podcast. My name is Jason, and I'm joined by my best friend since 8th grade, Stephen. That's me. And we are saying cheers, and we'll see you next week for episode 90. All right. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Attenuation, a beer podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Instagram or Facebook for more fun content. Catch you next week. Cheers.